I'm here. You're there. Good. All right. How's things? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. What's happening? Oh, just it's just Groundhog Day, dude. Every fucking day, just Groundhog Day. Yeah, I just joined the ranks, man. I fucking Tuesday night went to bed fine. Got up Wednesday, walking around, no pain, nothing. Went to kneel on the floor uh, in the living room. You know, because I was my wife was half asleep on the couch. I was gonna kneel on the floor and talk with my ass cheeks like Ace Ventura at her. <laughs> and, um, right. I I went to kneel down and I felt like I knelt on something screwed up. Like I, I felt like I knelt on like a rubber ball. I was like, oh shoot, what the hell is that? So I reached down and there's nothing underneath my pant. You know, I didn't kneel on anything, so I pulled up my pant leg. You weren't wearing fucking pants. Just say it. you weren't wearing. No, no, no. Pants. I was wearing pants. I was doing You're like a bare ass naked, right? This is gonna be hilarious. And then I hurt my fucking knee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't, I wasn't embarrassed because he talks through his pants, which kind of makes it funny, you know? So I, I had my... Right, but it's your wife and it's not a PG-13 movie, so you're like, fucking, she's going to see everything. <laughs> but my kids were home, so I didn't. But anyway, I pulled my pant leg up and my fucking knee looked like there was a half a, uh, of a tennis ball just stuck on it. And I was like, oh, and I touched it, dude, and I could barely feel the skin on it. It was just all fluid. Oh, I was like, what the fuck? So I, you know, my wife's a nurse and everything. So, and she like, doesn't want me to go to where she works because she doesn't want, you know, exposure and all that shit to the virus and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I fixed it and elevated it and the swelling went way down, but I still have something really sore under my knee. On, like, Dude, the, the, right the, 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 uh, Nicole just said this to me today. Cause my, my fucking, my, one of my knees is really fucked up, but it's the one that's been fucked up since I was 15. Yeah. Like she said, uh, that the Hudson, orthopedic unit at yes. the company that they work for is open. Yes. Yes. You just told me about that. So, so. they told me not to, they didn't drain it or anything because I iced it and elevated it and took ibuprofen, but there's something fishy going on in there, dude. And I, I'm up and down on my knees in front of the, the deli all the time, putting bulkies in and, and pulling the, the, uh, the dolly in and out of the truck. I never use the ramp because the ramp like is, you know, taking your life into your own hands for one to pull it out. And then, you got to pray that it goes back in or you're driving around with wheelie bars the rest of the day. Right. And also it takes, it's a, it's, it's like to save that 30 seconds, it takes you five fucking minutes to move that thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know? Wow. uh, Yeah. So uh, that's how I've been. I've been just sitting, I've been watching the good, the bad and the ugly today. I watched uh, that documentary on Netflix about uh, Bill Murray, how he crashes people's parties and weddings. Yeah. Is that awesome? It was pretty cool. The kid who did it was like, I kind of felt bad for him because he was going against everything Bill Murray wants. He wants it to be spontaneous and ad lib and everything. So like he never granted him an interview and the kid like kind of realized I'm not even going to ask him. He just did it from afar. So I, I kind of gave the kid a little respect towards the end about it. But no, I like the one. There was one of the stories in there where like it's like playing the drums in the fucking band. And when the cops yeah. show up, the kid's like, he's like, look, you know, um, we, we'd love to tell him to stop the band to stop, but Bill Murray's playing drums. And the cop's like, yeah, whatever. Fuck you guys. And the cops walked in and hung out for the rest of the set. Like, yeah, he said, Murray came to the door with a tambourine and said, and the guy goes, you're Bill fucking Murray. He goes, yes, I am. And you fellas are coming on in. And they just did. And then uh, he said they ran out of beer. And the kid goes, uh, oh, I, I, I don't want to leave the party, but I, I'll leave. And Bill Murray was like, oh, I'll pay for the beer. Don't worry. He's like, no, 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 man. You're my guest. I, you know, how often do I get somebody like you at my house? I'll pay for the beer. He said he reached in his pocket and pulled out a softball-sized wad of cash and goes, I've been saving up for a day like this. <laughs> wow. 
So he said he went to the grocery store and then took all the people who worked at the grocery store back to his house too. Dude, that's my goal is to be that guy. Like, back in that, like, you're just like, dude, I'm Bill fucking Murray. Like, I can do whatever I want. Oh, yeah. And then he, they were telling the story about how there's, like, an underlying current. Um, here I am trying to talk above my pay grade. There's a theme in each one of his movies that kind of inter- interlocks each one of them where he has this little bit of a motivational speech. Even if it's something completely ridiculous or it's something really heartfelt, there's always something. And if you, like, kind of, I'm kind of putting this together so myself. So it's putting, yeah, puts like, out put his a- message. Yes, yes, that's it. There we go. Yeah, like, like yeah, you're right. Those Scrooged and fucking Groundhog Day. Uh, yep. The one with Scarlett Johansson in Japan. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember that movie's name, but it's so good. But yeah, there is... A... Lost translation. That's it. Yeah. But you I know what? Is, I, the overlying theme is just be a good guy. And I think that's yeah. what he does. He's just a good guy. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit tough to get that message out of the scene in Caddyshack where he's holding a pitchfork to the kid's throat and tells him that upon death, you will have total consciousness. But, you know, it's somewhere in there. No, but you know what? If you were a blind man and you didn't see the fucking scene, you just heard it. You're like, you're like, unga galunga. Yeah, right. Fucking he's got it. (laughs) Exactly. There's a lot of times where you have to just close your eyes and listen. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So are you watching Cheers? Did you finish Cheers? Jesus Christ, dude. There's 11 seasons. I'm only on season three. All right. So getting back to Cheers, right? Today, I spent way too fucking much time in my life, and I wouldn't admit this to my wife because I was in the office <clears throat> working, air quotes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I told the kids at school today or on our Zoom meeting that, guys, when I was a kid, TV used to go off the air at night. And it did. Remember, oh. you get the test pattern, oh, yeah. the national anthem, and then the test pattern and shit, and then the uh, that yeah, tone, like the that, beep tone. You, whatever. You there? Yeah, yeah. I just said, did show like that weird wooden Indian thing or what? Yeah, the, the Indian the, head the, thing the, would be on there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm looking it up to find it so I can email it to them all. I'm looking for a fucking video, so I looked at <clears> Channel 38 because Channel 38 is the greatest Boston television station. Oh, yeah. You know, right. And that motherfucker's voice. God damn, was it good? So I found uh, game two of the Stanley Cup quarterfinals. So the first round, I think that's what that means. 1980, uh, New York Islanders versus the Boston Bruins. And I've watched the entire fucking hockey game. They, the entire game is on fucking YouTube right now. And it's posted by an Islanders fan, so you know that we lose, right? So what? Uh, well, yeah. And they that, won the Stanley Cup that year. They were a fucking unstoppable force in, in like 79, yeah. 80, 81. Yep. Um, it's, dude, I'm watching this old hockey game, and I'm like, and it's the, the, the picture quality is not terrible, and it's at the Garden, and it's April 1980, so, you know, we're fucking four years old. Mm-hmm. And Ray Bork is a rookie. Yeah. So there's a rookie Ray Bork rolling around out there, and Jerry Cheevers is in the net. So it's like two complete different worlds of our lives collide. It's the goalie and a lot of the play, like Cashman, those guys, and from like my parents watching the game. And then there's Ray Bork from me watching the game. It was like, it was actually, it was riveting, right? And uh, there's a fucking bench clear in the fucking end of the first period like four guys get game misconducts on each side it's a fucking shit show (laughs) 
and it goes into overtime and the Bruins lose. I mean, you can Wikipedia that the Bruins lose yeah. and uh, they lose because Terry O'Reilly tries to clear the fucking puck and puts it right on an Islanders stick in the fucking middle of the slot and fucking right past Chavers. It's like, oh, God. Like, yes, he should have gotten a fucking assist for it. It's it's that bad. He should get into the assist. <laughs> yeah, those games. I, I I can remember watching those. Like, well, not those games, but games in like eighty five, eighty six, and uh, just oh, just amazing. The the fighting dude. I tried watching the the hockey fights on that on that uh, Instagram page, and I don't know if I'm just getting older, but man, some of them are too brutal to watch, dude. It's like holy shit. Right. It's like gladiator shit. Oh yeah, the ref getting his nose broken and stuff like. Well, so I'm watching this nuts. game right, and it's like I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like you know, like in in the first period, like fucking ten minutes in the game, five minutes in the game, even fucking O'Reilly, fucking he's on, he's he's forechecking, and he's the Islanders player beats him, so he grabs the guy by his shirt and drags him to the fucking ice, like just tackles him like a fucking. It, it would be illegal in the NFL because that's a it was a horse collar tackle. It'd be 15 yards if that happened on the fucking in the National Football League. Oh yeah! But it was just another day in the fucking on the ice and no no penalty. I'm like, uh, he dragged the fucking guy down by his the back of his fucking shoulder pads. You can't do that shit, but you can holding sticks. Yep. Everybody's fucking holding sticks. Interference, it's like all fucking day. It was a different game. But it's really cool, man. They're watching the game then, I'm like, this is really... It's almost... I wish that the fucking film technology was better because I'd rather watch vintage hockey games than the fucking modern shit. It's way more fucking interesting. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see that movie with... um? It was like Tom Hanks and he played like an assassin named Mike Sullivan. Yeah, uh, Road to Perdition. Was, uh... Okay, you remember that? who from, from Chicago, right? I think so. But do you remember the scene? Paul Newman was like getting ready to go out somewhere, and he had like it was like nineteen twenty. Yeah, it was it was like, yeah, it was like I, it was an old gangster movie. Yeah. And uh, he's trying. He's they they have hockey on in the background on like one of the original TVs, and I could tell it was hockey because I could hear the play by play. That must have been so nerve wracking, like just horrible to watch on one of those rounds. Well, it had to be on, it had to be on the radio because that dude the twenties they didn't have well, TV. Well, I don't know if it was the 20s, but it was like the 30s then. Okay. that's when TV... I, I don't know. Maybe what well, was that movie? Uh, it was, it, no, that was, that was, was actually was during Prohibition. That was like the shit. And uh, you know who's in that movie who was excellent is uh, Daniel Craig. Plays Paul Newman's fucking asshole son who was going to take over oh, the, the racket. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And he's like a yeah. fucking... He's a, he's a mutt. The guy's an animal. But like Daniel Craig can... I'm like... He's in it and he's an asshole. And I'm like, I kind of love it. Uh, I got I to gotta see. That's a movie I, I could watch now and I have no idea. I, I, I barely remember the outcome. I just remember seeing that one scene with those. There was an actual television on in the background. So huh. it was, they were playing hockey. You'd see it was like all black in the corners. You know what I mean? Like like when the TVs barely came in all the way. Yeah, like, they, they almost, they, like it's actually uh, a round screen and the corners are fucking there for show. Yeah. Well, I don't know how long this thing's gonna last through this recording here, because I got I had it plugged into my computer, and it was holding the charge, but I'm only at about twenty five percent. I don't know what happened to my phone. I got shit inside the connection, and now the only way my phone charges is with um, the car charger because it's a little bit thicker. Yeah, you just gotta get in there, you get in there and clean it out. Dude, I've been doing it for like fucking four days. I've tried everything. You got pocket lint in that I, thing. This, 
I know. A Q-tip with rubbing alcohol can. works too. Yeah. Dude, I learned all I, my tricks, from, to... my phone tricks from kids because they're like they've you know they've all got busted fucking phones and you know if you if you yeah, were only wait. if you were only one internet connection away from the entire internet you'd fucking find it. Yeah, no, I hear you, dude. I I'm, I'm I've been trying everything. I used to just take a paper clip and just gently stick it in there and scoop out the lint and it would work perfectly. But I don't know if I got to wait. Like I don't know. The weird thing is that like then they said use a toothbrush. So I went and got a brand new toothbrush and I'm just scrubbing it back and forth and the bristles are like black after I did it. So I'm like, okay, maybe and that, nah, that didn't seem to do anything. So how old's your phone? Dude, I got a, I got a fucking iPhone seven. So, I mean, it's like three years old, three or four. It was like three years old to me, but it was a year old when I got it. You know, well, not, not that it was used, but three years is exactly months. when they go obsolete. Yeah, I know. I know. There's like this, there's weird things happening all the time where it just shuts off and then comes back on. Right. You know, so right. Mine, like... Yeah, mine did the same thing. And the one I'm holding in my hand that I bought a year ago in two years is going to start doing that same thing. It'll be like, oh, yeah, fucking I just forget things sometimes. Right. Thank you, Lord yeah, Apple. I'll go, I go buy a new one. Yep. That's why I went from a five to a seven. And then I went a little extra long this time because I got I got a new case and a screen protector and cleaned it up a little bit. And I let my daughter get the new one for Christmas that was supposed to be my upgrade. And just like that, three months later, four months later, now it's shitting the bed on me. So and this is the only way I can read dad. Well, no, it was kind of like, yeah, she's getting it. It's her birthday. It's the week of Christmas. And so and it's Christmas. So she's getting this. I'm like, "All all right. Yeah, okay. You know, like I said, it was working fine then, and it's not like I need new technology to upgrade for me. I mean, this does everything I needed to, except work. Right, right. They're terrible phones. They they're great cameras and fucking whatever, but they they wouldn't touch the like talking to somebody over the fucking line with it. They're awful. Well, that's the other thing. For the last, actually, now that I say it, I got to take that back. For the last six months, I know I'm hard of hearing, but I can't talk on it like a phone. I have to use it like the asshole with a speakerphone somewhere. Or I plug my earphones in. And, You're such a I, douche. Like, just talk. Yeah, I gotta wear my headset, or I can't hear. Like, had the doctor call me today. I like, I just could not fucking hear anything, and they couldn't hear me. And I know it's the phone because it's just dog shit. But anyway, enough tech talk. You know. Right. So, uh, so what's up with your leg? Are you gonna go back to work? What? You're up for a week. I just, they just like, it's weird because like the swelling goes down. Then I stop feeling guilty. Like, oh, I should just go back to work. And then I touch it and it's like, yeah, the swelling goes down, but there's something there. They, if they had seen it, how big it was in the beginning, they probably would have tried to drain it. But the doctor I saw was like, I don't want to introduce any infection to it by draining it because it could just refill. And then you introduce like, you know, some shit into right. it. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I don't know. The old cool, one cool thing I did a Zoom meeting for my daughter's fucking driving class, dude, right? So, because now adults have to, like, the parent or guardian has to uh, sit in for two hours. Actually, has to go to the driving school. But since you can't, we're on the Zoom Wait, so in real life, you'd have to go to the, the driving school class? Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. For your kid that's passed driving school, you got to go there for a two-hour class where they just, like, basically have a paper and they just read everything to you on the paper and then... People make the class last longer by asking the same repetitive question oh, over and over. Like, the only question that nobody could figure out and was answered in the first fucking five minutes was, uh, when your kid has their permit, can my other kid be in the car when we're driving? And no matter how many ways she worded it, someone would come back with the most backward way of describing it. You know, does, does, it, like a junior operator. Like, 
But do people ask the obvious question? Like, all right, suppose I'm I'm fucking shit house drunk. Can my kid drive me home? The lady goes before anyone embarrasses themselves and asks, "Can my kid be my du my my designated driver? Uh, Not on a permit and not while they're a junior operator." Right. Like, okay. But after that, because I guess it's like a junior operator license goes from till you're 18, and you can't drive between 5 a.m. I'm sorry, between midnight and 5 a.m. Right, so that kid, that, remember that kid who worked for me, Jake? Yeah. Big Jake, he got busted. <laughs> he would have, they would have fucking parties at the shop, one I didn't know about. Yeah. So him and his buddies would go down uh-huh. there and fucking party at night. And he was driving a girl home to fucking Charlton from fucking Worcester through Auburn. And he's in his dad's Lincoln Mark 8 thing was, the car is dope. And, uh, nice. He got pulled over and he was remembered like she had turned 18. He was still 17 and whatever. So she was the cops like, look, it'll be cool. You drive your sweetheart. You're going to drive him back to your house. And dude, you're sleeping on her couch or your parents are going to get you. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. So she drives to the house. Well, he knows his parents are going to kill him. He can't sleep over some fucking random girl's house. And, uh, right, right. And like this girl was like Shaksha de Gregorio from Greece. She's like got the fucking reputation and everything, <laughs> right? So <laughs> fucking he gets back in his car. He's like, oh, I got to fucking, I can't stay. My what? My parents will kill me. So he tries to run the gauntlet home back down Route 20 from Charlton to Auburn and he gets fucking nailed. It's, it's not a nondescript car. It's a fucking jet black Lincoln Mark 8. The thing's fucking amazing. Cop pulls him over. He's like, right. "Kid, are you that fucking dumb?" Toes the car, this and that. But yeah, he got he got the spanking. <laughs> and then when he came back to work. I'm like, dude, there's a thing called Stafford Street. It's the back way, or I don't know. Uh, there's the fucking this thing in your pocket that you fucking watch porn on has a map app that will find you a million different ways to get back. It doesn't require you driving by that same fucking guy. Idiot. Hilarious. That's fucking hilarious, dude. So then, like, so I'm I'm in the meeting, you know, and I'm I'm listening and stuff. I I you know I basically the only time I spoke was when I gave attendance because I'm just listening. So this one guy comes on. He goes, "Listen, I heard these classes are good for five years. Like my I just did this two years ago, and you guys said I didn't have to do it again." And he's like, "Oh, I just looked it up. Says says um I'll look into it or whatever, but just stay on for now. You know that way it'll work out." So all of a sudden the guy goes, "Yeah, okay, sure." He hits a button and there's a still photo of him holding a fish with a fishing hat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, and they don't even, no one says anything about it. It's just, everyone just starts laughing because we're all on mute. You can just see people fucking holding their hands in front of their face and pointing down in the corner because he's down in the flat corner. The lady just does the class like nothing even happened. That's awesome. The guy's like one of the world's great assholes. Good for that dude that he doesn't care. He was like, He's like, I took this. I actually did it in purpose. Like, in, I'm sorry, not in purpose. I did this in person like three years ago, and I'm not. I don't have to do it again for each one of my kids, do I? And he's like, No. He's like, Oh, okay, cool. She's like, But since you're here, you might as well just stay on. We can talk and everything. Blah blah blah. It's not like it's difficult. And he's like, Oh yeah, sure. And all of a sudden, you just see click and boom, it comes to him in his bath. I was dying. That's awesome. Fucking people, fucking people eating in the in the video and shit. I'm eating cheese. It's a, and then all of a sudden, this lady starts laughing. She busts open a bag of chips. I was like, I mean, nothing is like, we're like really, you know, pressing it or anything, but I, I just thought it was funny. Yeah, we were doing a, I, I mean, I do those meetings all day now. Like, we do yep. at least one of them every day. And it's like, every, people are sometimes not, hold on. 
nice. Cracking a beer. Yeah, Watchers of Blueberry. I got a couple of those to go from uh, Peppercorns the other night. I'm like, wait a minute, you can buy food and they'll give you a beer to go? It was like dollar cans of, of uh, two dollar cans of uh, blueberry Wachusett. So I got a couple of those with my. Pasta. That's fucking mint. Yeah, and they just came out and they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we forgot to order these for you earlier." I mean, we forgot to put them on the bill, and the lady just fucking put them in the door. I'm like, "Oh, okay, thanks." No, that's awesome. You know what? So. It, this whole thing's gonna be. It's. I mean, this is. A, it's a big deal, and we're kind of in a bad spot. That like, you know, a lot of people are losing jobs and shit. But a lot of yeah. businesses are going to learn how to fucking operate in a different way. Yeah, I'm sure this isn't going to fly once restaurants are open where you can have to go sodas like that. But I understand. Right, Kitty Dukakis ruined that. Yeah, we'll never see fucking. We'll never ever 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 see fucking uh, happy hour. No, no. I mean, it's not. No, it'll never happen. But no. What we will see though is a lot of these restaurants that are getting used to doing takeout. They're figuring a way out to yeah. make money doing takeout, and they're like, "Well, fucking, we should just do takeout all the time." Yeah, I bought. I, I went to this place. Back. We've been going to this place in Webster Square, um, Nuestra. It's a Puerto Rican restaurant. Okay, so it's on Stafford Street. You know, after like Ryan Ornamental Iron on the left. Oh, it's next. To the old, it's where the old video loft used to be. I know right. Right, there's like about. some terrible used car lots on it. Yeah, 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 dude. The fucking food is really good. The empanadillas are fucking amazing. I get the pulled I get the pulled pork meal. It's a pork shoulder meal with like rice and beans and shit. We nice. can't you can't nice. spend thirty bucks there. And nice, even better. I'll try it out. Yeah, and the food's house. really good. And the the people who work there are super nice. Like, and it's actually it's Courtney. Uh, it's uh, Courtney Fosquet's friend who owns it. Ah, that's right. My wife was telling me about that. That's I, yeah, but they, right. they they do great business. Like they they do they do it right. And like I I'm like you know what? Because Fratelli's fucked me. I told you guys about that. So yeah, I'm like yeah, I yeah. need a, another takeout place near the Galway so I can grab a fucking Jameson and ginger ale on a random day. So this will be my new takeout yep. place. I'll run down there, grab the fucking food, run back, bang bang bang, and then get back on the road. I hear you. Well, my phone is holding a charge. It's staying at like 23%, and it just went up to 24 so. What are you, blowing on it, warming it up? If it abruptly ends, that'll just be the end of it, but we'll just yeah, go well, that's it how it does. I don't care. So, so the yeah, podcast sure. is doing uh, – we're, we're getting – we're putting content together. I mean, that's that's what we're doing right now. That's our goal is to put content yeah. together and mix it. Um. Yeah, yeah. I was. I know nobody wants to hear the state of the podcast, but no, I do. Right, but <laughs> I was looking at uh, there's uh, Google has a lot of sound editing equipment. The, the Anger app kind of sucks. Oh, the, it does. Their editing's I I terrible. But Google has a uh, a sound editing uh, free app because Google does everything for free. They just own your shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm I might. I need a better computer to do it. But, you know, when this is all said and done and we can all get together, this will be a good one. Mike's real tech savvy. We can just yeah. get together and fucking put into a, you know, what the ideal is a desktop computer. One of those old fashioned desktop computers that holds like a fucking terabyte of RAM and we just fucking yep. get it done. Yeah, and yeah. In, in the meantime, we could bleep out names like Courtney, beep, 
you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, we yeah, can yeah. do that and we can fucking make it all like nobody's listening right now. And that's not the point. The point is just to put a bunch of stuff in the can and let Anchor hold it for us for now. And then we edit it and fucking re-release it, you know? Sounds cool. Sounds good to me. Yeah, because I'd, lo- I'd love to actually sit down somewhere like up in your bar with like three microphones and headphones and everything and do it the right way. I mean, that'd be awesome to me. Right. But I think I just want the toys to go along with a lot of it. Well, too. no, and also you'd have like <laughs> laptops so you can be like, well, one of us is running our mouth about some bullshit. Somebody else can fact check it and be like, uh, actually, it, that wasn't Rainbow Trophy season, fuckface. It was, yeah. No, it was. It was. I can, I can verify yeah, that. Yeah, 7980. Yeah, so the 1980 Stanley Cup finals, or Stanley Cup playoffs, was his first year. Oh, wait a minute. No, his rookie year was 78, 79. Because the card I had was from 79, Oh, was it really? So it was his second year. Was it really? I didn't know. I thought he was 79, yeah, sure, I think the oldest, the oldest card I had was, um, I think it was, nine. you know, we'll have to fact check that. You're right. There you go. You made your point. Right. <laughs> but he has a, uh, what's funny in the, in the game, in the first period, he fucking, he gets, some dude just blows by him and fucking scores a goal. You're like, holy shit. I'm like, holy shit. I can't believe he's that bad. Wow, he's fucking terrible. But then oh, later yeah. in the game, he was, like he starts to become a stud. I'm like, oh yeah. He takes a in the third period, he takes a hard shot from the point, like his his, his you know his signature. And I'm yep. like, yeah, that's what it's all about. That's that's his that's his game right there. I, part of me right now, like I, I listen, I understand I'm gonna switch his gears on you here with the with the Patriots, because people are gonna Realize we're going to be Patriots fans, being from New England. Right. Uh, I I kind of wanted a new quarterback just because I I'm 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 not telling you I don't love it's Tom boring. Brady. I'm, I'm just, yeah, it is. That's why I didn't want to say that. People like you, lucky sons of bitches, you have no right saying that. But yeah, I mean, I really don't care. Just give me like, give me one of the fucking, just give me some fucking quarterback that can run and and do options and shit. Just change it up. No, you know what got boring yeah. is he can't fucking throw it on the field. Brady yeah. can't throw it on the fucking field, and that's something that bothered you know. And he was never great at it, with the exception of the year with Moss. But I think Moss yep. was an exception. With Moss, he could just throw the fucking ball, and he would Moss would find it because he yeah, never had right that far. kind of success with any other fucking receiver. Chad Ochocinco couldn't fucking figure it out, and they're like, "Oh, he can't win the playbook." Bullshit! It's Brady's not incredibly accurate and that good that far down the field and 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 a, a normal receiver re- expects that I run my route and the ball hits me in the hands and that's not how it was with him yeah well, well all I was saying basically was just like like I'm not gonna trash him like as far as what, or anything because I mean but you're right in what you just said it's just I was so fucking bored of watching the game it felt like the same game for a lot I mean hey yeah, we won Super Bowls in the last five years. I can't complain, but it it definitely was like you said. It was boring, and I'm like kind of like what I was. But what I was getting to is I'm kind of like like this <laughs> like Gronk's coming out of retirement, and they're all going to Florida, and now there's like they're not gonna what, they're not gonna be able to start the NFL season the right way this year, right? Also, they're so, not gonna Gronk's gonna well, you know what Gronk can sit on the injured reserve for another team this year because he's fucking always hurt. Well, then my point is, is like they're going to be one more year older before they're actually going to play. Right. 
they're not going to do it this year. I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to play. I don't, I, I don't know how they're going to do it. You know, they should already be at fucking preseason stuff right now. They might be able and, to play, but they won't be in the stands. That's the thing that's saying right now is big crowds aren't cool, but you can put people on, you can make people play against each other as long as there's enough tests. No, I, I get it. But I'm just talking about the overall greed of the NFL. Right. The money that they get for tickets and they all, you know what I mean? And beers it's and, just... and nachos and shit. Yeah, but they, but yeah, the whole... but the TV money is so fucking big. And this, the That's world true. is dying for sports. They could fucking yeah. hold the TV people to their, to against the wall and say, look, we want more because you can charge more because everybody's watching TV now. That's but they true. can restructure the TV contracts because people are watching fucking marbles roll down a fucking hill on the Oak Show. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, they're betting on marble races. It's nuts. Yeah. Dude, I, why, I'm not kidding. I told you. Why, I spent three hours watching a fucking hockey game that happened when I was four years old. And I knew the outcome. I, I, my, me, me and my youngest daughter, she's nine. She'll be nine in a couple weeks. Watch. This is like two weeks into the quarantine, like it was like, no, I'm not two weeks into the quarantine, like two weeks ago, we sat on a Sunday and I introduced, I'm not an NASCAR fan, but they were, but I introduced her to, um, uh, who the fuck was the rainbow warrior oh, guy? What Jeff the fuck Gordon was his name? Homo. Je- it was a Jeff Gordon documentary. And she was, it was like about him and, um, mm. Oh God, the guy that fuck, I can't think of anybody's name. Uh, Dale Earnhardt seen yeah. how they like back and forth in the late nineties. And you know, and Jill, well, I didn't say my kid's name, but she was getting way into it and fucking loved it and was watching racing because it was all highlights and fucking, it was like the 1997 um, Daytona 500. Daytona 500, which had like the craziest ending ever. I think a guy came through in seventh place on his roof and she was like, this is wild. This is great. So I'm like, I put on another one. She's like about five laps into it. She's like, this sucks. I'm like, yeah. Right. That's how NASCAR <laughs> is. Yeah. It's like, this is really fucking boring. Or it's amazing, and there's no. You have to wait. You have to watch hours and hours and hours of boring to see something amazing. Yes, you watched this guy's entire 15, 20 year career summed up in 45 minutes, and was like, "This guy's awesome, Dad. I love this guy. He wears rainbow colors." I'm like, "Yeah," I was laughing about it and shit. And then uh, I'm like, "All right, well, here's another one." We put on another one, like on YouTube or whatever, and she watched it for about five minutes. She's like, "Well, nothing's going on." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." That's what it's Dude, like. Dude, <laughs> watching NASCAR is like watching, like, I can only imagine that the equivalent of it is those guys who hunt for shipwrecks and they're watching the side sonar fucking for like 30 hours and they're taking shifts and they're in the fucking thing looking at that grainy black and white footage and they're like, nah, it's just a rock. It's a rock. Yeah. It's a fucking whale skeleton. And they're like, oh, it's a fucking, there it is. That's what walking, watching NASCAR is like. It's just, Fucking. I'd rather watch a fuck. I'd rather watch it uh, a fucking radar for, from SETI looking for fucking aliens that never show right, up. Right, right, right. But dude, when it shows up, it's gonna be epic. And you know what? You can always tell people, dude, I was there first. I saw that clip when it happened. Because that's how NASCAR <laughs> fans are. They're like, yeah, dude, I watch every fucking race. Yeah. I'm wearing a jacket that's got M and M's on it. Every time I see somebody, they don't. People don't do it as much. But I can remember in the late '90s, early 2000s. You'd see a guy wearing like a fucking Home Depot jacket. You're like, what the fuck's this guy wearing his work uniform at the bar? Right. For? Nope. And like, He's a huge <laughs> fan of some and I'm jerk like, you off. Work at Home Depot? Like, no. I'm like, oh, 
I'm, I'm a Stewart fan. I'm like, that's it. That's the guy. I, I was trying to think of his fucking name. Fuck yeah. I won't even get into that fucking guy. I, I only know like a handful of names. I just remember this actually happened to me. I was at a bar and I'm like, you, you where? You work at Home Depot? He's like, no, I'm a Stewart fan. And I'm like, who the fuck is Stewart? <laughs> right, man? Right. I'm like, is Stewart like employee of the month? What, what the fuck are you doing? Right, you're like, did you lose a fucking bet? You had to wear that thing? Yeah. Well, though, I, he's like, I got the blood jacket too. I'm like, so you work at Atlas Distributors? I don't fucking get it. You know. When I worked at, when I lived in North Carolina, I moved down there and fucking staying there. And I'm like, you know, like, all right, cool. So the guys in the dealership are like, you know, starting to warm up to me, which is nice because they didn't yeah. like me right out of the gate. Like fucking Yankee. <laughs> so I get invited to a Daytona 500 party. And it's in February. So it's right after the yeah. Super Bowl, which is our annual holiday as New England fans. Yeah. And uh, and this was the first time they beat Carolina. No, that, yeah, no, that was the no, but no, the Carolina game was cup was the next year. But anyway, oh, right. so I get down there. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I go down. I go to this this dude's house. He lives in Burgaw, and Burgaw is a Banjo County, uh, Banjo Town. So I go out there. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm watching the game and uh, uh, the race, and uh, uh, it's fucking awful. Like it's the most boring shit I ever saw in my life. So I go in the kitchen to get a beer and I wind up talking to the wives about like fucking recipes and shit. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, so, so how do you make that? Oh, no shit. So you, oh, you use a little bit, of, just a little bit of vinegar and it makes this no shit. You know, like talking about recipes. And <laughs> so then one of the guys is like, comes into me. He's like, he's, he's going to shit on me. And he's like, oh damn, why don't you get out of the kitchen? Dirt, 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 go out in the living room with a man. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I can't watch those fucking guys take left turns anymore. I said, I'd rather watch my mother in a fucking porno movie for three hours than watch those fucking cars take left turns all day. And and they were like, they were like looked at me like I was a fucking asshole. And nobody's ever talked to them like that. They were like, holy shit. Yeah. But I got a lot of recipes and I learned a lot about Southern cooking. <laughs> That's like awesome. I learned when you when you before you fry chicken, you soak it in milk, and then you bat, then you put it in the flour, and then you put it in the fucking hot oil, and that's how you make fucking good fried chicken. And that's something I took with me today. And you know what? I don't care who won that fucking Daytona five hundred, but I still know how to make fried chicken, and it was a fucking win for me. <laughs> Bravo! Absolutely. I just thought it was funny that I that I got my daughter to sit down and watch it with me because I'm like. You know, I, like, it wasn't a real race. It was just, a, it was literally the documentary was about the, the last six laps of that Daytona. Oh, good. yeah, I saw, I saw the, uh, I saw that trailer or, or the, the thing on the Netflix. Yeah. He dies, right? Oh. I mean, no spoiler, right? Oh, yeah. 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 But, oh, God, man. So what's the, so, uh, um, what's up? So how are you feeling about the uh, the government's response to the COVID? Are you feeling good about it? You feel like we're going to be okay? Dude, I, I don't have any idea. Just it, it, This is like, to me, who, who I can't watch the regular news, no matter what station it is, for very long, because I just feel like they're just saying what their side's saying. Would I don't really trust either side. Yeah, there's no, there's, of, yeah, there's no um, the, nobody's fair and balanced. No, there really isn't. Whether it's regular politics or this, so I don't know, man. Like, if 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 you just tell me that there really is something and we do it, fine, I'll do it. 
But if there isn't and there's some other like political agenda involved, that's awful. But I don't have any idea. I think it's a real, I'm not going to say I think. I know it's a real virus. I know it's a real thing and all that. I'm just saying that there's people that are like, like, what is it? Fucking Texas is reopening and stuff. It's like, how do, I don't understand how this works. Like New York is like condemned. Like from what I understand, right. they're like. Well, they're taking it serious because there wasn't people like it's crazy. Yeah. But then like a friend of ours, we know his wife works in the ER and nobody in her ER is getting it. Like they figured that we're going to start dropping like flies and none of them are getting it. And then like the Walmart in Worcester had just got closed for deep cleaning because 23 employees had it and they weren't wearing masks. Right. So I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't know, dude. I, I, I can't even make a judgment on it at all. I just know that sometimes I go in places and I'm like, well, it's just business as usual. And then other times I go in other places and I'm like, I feel fucking nauseous when I leave that I'm like, oh, I'm going to be sick. I don't know what's going on. But as far as the government taking, I, I couldn't tell you, dude. I don't know. Have you seen the uh, really Netflix has the documentary about uh, it's, uh, you know, it's it's COVID explained or whatever they, they do. it. It's a it's a single episode thing about how if they explain how the virus works and all that. I'm going to check it out. I saw it today. Right. Up, but I was like, I can't dude, it was 20. Right. It's 25 minutes or whatever. Right. I learned more yeah. about that in 25 minutes than I have by reading the internet, Reddit, fucking my news. I learned more about it in 25 minutes and I'm like, holy fucking shit. Thank you so much for educating me on this. You know what? I'm going I'm to watch that before tonight after we get off of here because now that you say that and I feel like I should have some type of a, an opinion at least and I, I honestly don't know what to say. However, you know what it does? It did make me feel good about is I keep saying it that that motherfucker who ate the bats wrecked him. It did come from a fucking bat. I believe I believe that it got all right. Here's my conspiracy theory, and take it with a grain of pills or whatever you're gonna <laughs> you say. Take it with a grain of fentanyl and fucking kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the one that I kind of subscribe to is that it because it's that wet market is four miles away from the Wuhan. Uh, fucking uh, testing facility on viruses or whatever you yeah. want to call it. I think some security guards started selling some fucking tested on bats out the back door or something. No, but here's the thing so too. That, like, you know what's fucked up? You think we're like, oh yeah, well, if it's that close, here's the thing. You know, have you ever had a bat in your house? Yeah. Oh, I can tell you a quick story of a great fucking bat right. story right I now. I want to hear it. Does it involve a tennis racket? No, but it's better for me. So I became a bread man uh, like nine years ago. And this is when I was first became when I was working for Wonder Bread. And I was in my old apartment over on the west side. And I was on the, living on the second floor. And my kid with my, 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 my oldest was only about seven, eight years old. And my youngest was a newborn. Yeah. And it was I'm a great apartment, really thing about my new job because I had worked my other job for so long. And I'm finally changing careers. And it was the first week I'm going into work. And I'm, I'd never gotten up at this hour Ever. I saw three o'clock, two o'clock in the morning when I was coming home from the bar. That was the only time I ever saw it. I was never getting up to go to work right, right. at that hour. So we had this nice, lived in a nice uh, two-decker on the west side. Yeah, it was a real and, nice um, apartment. It, it was cool. We liked it. So I'm out in the back hall, and it's like that back hall. Anyway, I don't need to describe the back hall, but it's an enclosed back porch. So I open it up, and I go in, and I, 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 want, I don't want to put my shoes on the house, so I sit down on the floor on the stairs, and I'm starting to put my shoes on. It's two o'clock in the morning and I feel something cold on my ass. Like, and I'm like, Oh, what the fuck? 
So I get up, I look down, and I was sitting on a fucking bat, dude. Fucking bat, like, like I, I think I had shorts on because it was like summer, dude. So I fucking flip out, I jump up, I fucking run in the house, I wake everybody up, and fucking ugh. So I, the, luckily, I, 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 there was like a window open on the porch. I just left it open for the day, and I had to go out the front fucking door. And um, I, I have no idea where the bat ever went or anything, but I did find a dead bat later on in my attic. But that's I guess it wasn't that great of a story, but I sat on the fucking bat, and I think I killed right. it. Right, well, yeah, you're, well, you're fucking not small, and that's a fucking, it's yeah. a fucking small mammal. So anyway. It's almost like the, the spider I fucking, I, I thought was, Anyway, I sat on a fucking spider and I thought it was like in my asshole when I, anyway, I'll tell you that story. Another time. <laughs> so I was living with my cousin Dave and I, I was coming down. I, I had the, like the bed, the bedroom. Yeah. Downstairs. That fucking dungeon you lived in with the ferrets. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like days earlier, I'd seen a spider on, on the roof, on the ceiling of my room. And it was only about the size of a, a nickel maybe. And I saw it for a couple of days. I'm like, I'm going to let him go because maybe he'll eat the other bugs and stuff. And as I, I see him every few days, he starts to get bigger and bigger. I'm like, wow, that fucker's getting big. I, I kind of don't like it. It's about the size of a fucking quarter to a half dollar now. So nobody's home. Take a shower, wrap a towel around me. And I fucking run downstairs to my room to get changed. And I had those accordion doors that like were in my closet. That, you yeah. know, So they're open and I throw a towel over the top of it and... I'm supposed to. I'm looking for my clothes. I realize I'm still kind of wet. I'm going to dry off a little more. So I grab the towel. I pull it off. I dry off a little more. I wrap it around my my waist. I'm looking for my clothes. All of a sudden, I feel a trickle of water run across my ass. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" It's like it's not dripping straight down. It's like going vertical or or, or horizontal rather. Uh, so I reach down. I'm not thinking about getting music playing and shit. I reach down inside the towel, and I'm like, "Oh, it's it's like a lint ball." So I swipe at it and. I go to like, I'm like, oh, it's kind of like prickly. So I start to roll it up in my fingers, dude. I fucking, it was the spider. And it was like on my ass, wrapped up inside my towel. And I rolled it up on the ground and my fingers. And I was like, oh, I freak out. I throw it on the ground. And I had a big uh, growler, a watch you said ale, growler full of change. And I fucking smashed it on top of it. And the fucking thing, of course, that broke and glass and changes everywhere. And now there's a dead spider underneath all the change. So then I just spent the next 45 minutes looking at my asshole in the mirror. Sure, the spider didn't lay any eggs. So, who died the worst death? He did. He had to go up your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't on. It was you know, he wasn't in my asshole, but I'm just saying he was. He was on my ass cheek, and it fucking freaked me out. Oh, who died worse, the bat or the spider? Right. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, so the the spider thing or the bat thing. Do you remember my uh, the uh, engagement party, the uh, rehearsal dinner at my brother's house? Yeah. Were you there when the fucking bat came out? No, I think I, I think I went home before that. I wasn't there super, super so, late. I mean, I was there for probably. Two so he has that big old fucking gothic house down on the west side. It's a big brick house. Yeah. So everybody's having fun. We're all outside. Everybody's having so, such a good time. You know, it's fucking June. It's beautiful. And uh, a fucking bat starts flying around the fucking living room in the house. <laughs> and so people are getting freaked out. So my brother, and he, it's. It's his Chevy Chase moment as it's his Griswold fucking moment. <laughs> he fucking gets a tennis racket and just fucking handles it. Oh yeah? He took it down. Oh, and yeah, people were like all upset. Those things eat a thousand mosquitoes a night. This is that. But he's like, I gotta ask for guests. He fucking is like John McEnroe. 
fucking wham! <laughs> fucking throws a towel on the corpse, brings it out, throws it in the fucking trash, and then keeps and continues to party. But oh, that's great! But everybody's like, it's kind of like when you when we lived together, and, and you this was years and years and years ago before your wife and you were dating another girl, and you came home. And you brought her to the back of the house to the kitchen because I was in the living room smashing lights. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mike, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm pretty sure that hammer is in my house. I think I have that hammer. I hope it is, dude. I'm a piece of shit because that is my, that is my, that is my great, great grandfather's hammer. That one with the wooden I, handle. I'm not going to shit you. Uh, hold on. I'm holding it right now. I will, I will right, send you a it. picture of it. And then if it's the one, I will bring it to your house. All right, excellent. Because, I mean, the first time I saw a mouse in the house, I literally jumped up on the couch about a month into it, and I had 33 confirmed kills. That's how gross our fucking house well, was. Well, they, I you had also had the, we had the fucking Letterman's fucking uh, cheesecake or Danish box with, with the window yeah. you'd put them in so people could see. It was like one of those mass graves you'd see from World War II or something. It was just fucking full of fucking dead mice. And I was like... They, Oh God! They come out of the wall, and I just whack them with a hammer. And I was like, I saw it from Tom and Jerry. It, it, really it does work. <laughs> like you just remember, like you. She was like, "Is he hitting that with a hammer?" And you're like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> oh God! It was so fucking gross. So anyway, so this hammer, yeah, yeah it had. It used to have duct tape around it a little bit. Yeah, Probably. I took that off. But yeah, if I, 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 I've been carrying this fucking thing around for twenty fucking years, Mike. And I've always nice. been like, this is Mike's grandpa's hammer. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm not going to get rid of it. Yeah. All right. Well, hold on to it. When you get, when you, when you see it, I'll I take it. I fucking used it yesterday to fucking drive some finish nails in the fucking bar at the house. Nice. Nice. That was, uh, he was the head custodian at Shrewsbury High or something like that when, when I was a kid. So that's probably nailed. Well, whatever. Probably used it. Dude, there. this thing goes back to the fucking 50s. Oh, easily. Yeah. Like and the the handle doesn't it it's offset it's it's a beautiful thing, but anyway it's it's you should totally have it. All right, we'll just hold on to it. Right, like like I don't have any tools that belong to my grandparents, or not my my Irish grandfather because my Irish grandfather was not handy. So I don't have any of his tools because he didn't have any because he's like fucking Welchy. He doesn't fucking fix things. He's a fucking whatever you know. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, my other grandfather on the other side. Well, th- that was my, like my father's grandfather. But as far as my actual, um, as far as my actual uh, grandfather on the other side, everything he got was like Harbor Freight and from like you know, he didn't he didn't have anything from way back. Right, getting a gross bins and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, so I, I'll I'll give you the heads up on this. So I went out four wheel on over the weekend with this this guy that we know. Uh-huh. And uh Mike Mike's met him. And yeah. he's a he's a uh shit kicker, uh, swamp Yankee is think the word you use. He's a swamp Yankee mm-hmm. from like in North County. Okay. And uh he's like, Oh yeah, we're gonna go out wheel on. Okay, cool. So he gives me an address, I go to the address, nobody's there. I get lost. It's my own fault. Or his fault too, because he didn't give me precise enough address. But it's an illegal trail. We're going on the power lines in Royal State. You're not allowed on the power lines. It's fucking totally illegal. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever, I'll go. It'll be fun. I'll have fun. Fuck it. On the way there, I drive by Matt Kozak's house. So I look over. I'm like, oh, Mitt, this is good to know that 
if I ever get in a jam, I can just walk three miles to Matt's house and I'm good to go. And uh, Matt's cool, man. Do you know him at all? Do you, do you, are you Facebook friends or anything with him? No, but I remember from school. Yeah, he's a fucking great guy. Like, we're car guys and, like, we've reconnected. It's awesome. I really enjoy the relationship I have with him. So we're out in the fucking, we're out in the power lines in the woods. We're doing whatever. I hook up with these guys. We go wherever we have to go. And my Jeep is the motherfucking undisputed champion of stock Jeeps in the world. I wouldn't put, there's not another fucking stock Jeep TJ that can fucking go as far as that thing can. I'm incredibly impressed by that Jeep. Nice. So these are the guys that have modified trucks and they're doing their thing and whatever. And we don't go anywhere that's too extreme. But on the way back, the dude who runs the shit, who's like, you know, like the trail master, he goes through a hole that he shouldn't have. His truck sinks three feet, three and a half feet deep in fucking mud and water. He's stuck. Like, it's yeah. he's fucked. Is and, this the picture you put online? Yeah. Yeah, that was, I was wondering how you got out of that one. Uh, they got out of it by him having his buddy show up with a full-size pickup truck and yanking the fucking thing out in the most violent and dangerous way I've ever seen something yanked out of a... And, oh, it was fucking awful. Uh, it, the fact that none of us lost our fucking heads from a broken tow strap is amazing. But yeah. so the fucking guy, he gets out, he's all... He's very happy. He's excited that we all get him out of there because he knew he was staring down a huge fine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like the whole time, I'm thinking in my head to like build a legal case. I'm like, all right, if we can't get this thing out, what are we going to do? I'm like, well, well, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to drive him home and he's going to call the police and he's going to tell him his truck was stolen. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Don't that's the first thing you're going to do. So I'm like this, the whole like, I'm like, all right, I'm building a case in my head. Like, this is what you're going to do. And then, and then if you want your truck back, we got to come out here with a, with enough equipment, get it out of here, drive it to the street and then abandon it again so that the police see it and find an abandoned stolen vehicle. And then he has to pay the impound fee and it comes back to me. But, but we spent two and a half hours digging this fucking thing out of the mud. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. That's the only thing that really makes me nervous about. When I've seen you guys both doing that, it's just like, what do you do when you get fucking really stuck and you're fucking far away, you know? Oh, dude, Mike got jammed up the first time we ever went out with this guy. Mike's, Mike's uh, Tacoma fell in a hole that yep. was a perfect tank trap. Like, fucking oh. Erwin Rommel couldn't have fucking designed a better tank trap. There was no getting him out of it. He, We had a fucking, we had to winch him out. It was fucking awful. And you know what makes me sad is I think it turned him off of the whole four wheeling thing because I think he felt like nervous and got weirded out. Oh yeah, I definitely isn't it as like his everyday work vehicle too? That's his driver, yeah. It's his daily. Yeah, it's one thing if like you got you know something to go out there with, but I, I saw that like a bunch of guys looked like they were driving their everyday car. Well, not the car, but you know what I'm saying. Mm. I was like, oh no way, dude! I couldn't do it. You yeah, know? so like Mike, I'm like, dude, I got to get him back out there. But there's there's all these other trails that don't involve the power lines that you can go and they're fun. Yeah. And you know only cool in the summertime because we won't be able to do anything else. Yeah. Do they go out there like pack a picnic lunch and a twelve pack of beer and just go out and fuck around and have fun? But well, if you ever need a passenger, I'll throw a football helmet on or something and sit <sighs> in the 
to see with you. Oh, dude, you got to come. It's awesome. If you can, if you can get free, it is these that actually that those trails there that we went through are so much fucking fun. Like we were, I went out. I told you I got lost. I went down yeah. this trail like two fucking miles through some gnarly shit by myself, and I'm like, oh, they're not here. The GGS messed me up. So then I had to come back to the road. So two miles back the other way. And then call them from the road because there's no fucking reception in the middle of Royalston. And the yeah. guy's like, oh, yeah, I know we're here. I'm like, come find me. And they came and found me. That's cool. But there's easily 20 miles of trails out in that. And it's cool. Nice. What's even cooler is if, you know, the world was back to normal-ish. Yeah. On the way back, you can stop at the Wachusa Brewery, and they always oh, the, the brew yards mint. You know, I've never been to any of those places. I've never been to any of the breweries. Anyway, I drive right. by them all the time. I I, I, I know where the Wachusa one is. I've never been to any of them. I got to try that out. Just, I mean, I know, like you said, once everything gets back to normal. Mike, you're missing out because if you like to drink beer, and oh, yeah. you, you're like, it's like you're missing out. I hear you. Because, the, I mean, it sounds goofy to say this, but the craft beer movement in in the area we live in is, like, ridiculous. There's so much fucking beer. So oh, my much. Sister tells, my sister tells me about it all the time. Her and her, uh, her fiancé go, like, do, uh, do a lot of disc golfing. And I guess a lot of those places have disc golf places next to them. Kind of gives you a little drinking uh, reason to go there. Yeah. And she's been telling me about them forever. And I'm like, some of the beers I've never even tried Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to do that. I mean, I'm still just, you know, I'm mostly like, oh, the craziest I really get is like, oh, I'll get some Blue Moons or some fucking Sam Seasonal, you know, or some number nines or something. But Well, no, the other thing, too, is they're kid-friendly. Like, we go to um, the Timberyard in, in Brookfield. Yeah. It's it's uh, near Clems and Spencer. It's just over the line. And uh, kids are allowed. And they have good, they have music, and it's cool, like. You know who plays there a lot is uh, John Short plays there. Yes, yes. And he does his like he'll do his like his kids set, and it's like you know he does all the kids songs, like he's playing for like elementary school kids, and then after that, he'll do like adult songs, and you know his his Memphis uh, Delta Blues shit, and right. it's fucking awesome. We went there for Christmas, and. Uh, the Santa Claus. So Santa Claus is up there, you know, like, hey, kids, let's talk about this and that. And then uh, after everybody gets their picture taken with Santa Claus, then he does a set on banjo and he does all these Christmas songs with the kids. So nice. I'm like, man, this is really cool. And the kids are all dancing around and Santa Claus is playing fucking banjo. Like, it's fucking bonkers, right? <laughs> and then the kids start petering out and then he gets up on the stage and him and the other guys start singing drinking songs for the parents. And it's Santa Claus playing bluegrass fucking drinking songs. And I'm like, this is so fucking epic. Like, nice. I hear you. That's cool. I'm never going to the fucking mall for a Santa picture again. I know the guy's got a beard to his belly, too. <laughs> right. That motherfucker wears that beard all year round because he's a greasy, dirty hippie. Like, he's like, that's not a fake beard. He's not trying to, he's not, uh, at the unemployment office most weeks that guy's a filthy hippie in real life <laughs> oh man 
it's getting about almost on an hour. Yeah, waiting. we're almost done. Okay, Mike, it was good to have a duo with you. All right, man. All right, we're I'll talk to you later. Hey, we never did an introduction. <laughs> um, well, it's okay because we'll be able to splice it in later. All right, sounds good, brother. But you know, we've got an hour of content in, and we can just splice them around. I mean, that's, I think that's how a lot of people do it. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I, I sent you that thing, um, that link to the kid that we know. I won't say his name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he owns. He has his own. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, network. He actually puts other people on there, and I, I, you know, he was like my first friend when I was a kid, and I kind of knew him in high school, and then reconnected with him recently. So he told me he'd give it a listen. I don't know if he, what would ever come of that, but it was, I just thought it was interesting. That's all. You know, not that I'd want to be on somebody else's network necessarily, but yeah, I, I, I'm not a person or anything, but I, I, it all comes down to like we have to figure out how to edit this, and if we oh, have yeah. to ask him for help. Once the world is is anew and we can actually like sit in the same room, we can yeah. say, "Hey, dude, how do you do it?" Yeah, yeah, he's a pretty cool guy too. Like I, I've been listening to he does um a black and white um horror movie review, um him and the other couple other guys, and he's probably the oh Mike, did I lose you? Uh oh, all right. Well, I lost Mike. His uh. His phone was on the fritz, and I think he died. His phone died. So, all right. Well, I guess that's the uh, that's a wrap on the Bachelor's Sons of Cliff Clavin for tonight. Uh, thanks for joining us, and hopefully, we uh, see you on the other side. All right.